We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve Backintosh. Now 38 degrees. But it wasn't Georgia, it was Nevada that locked up the Senate majority for the Democrats. Nevada Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto said it was touch and go for a bit, but... When the national pundits said I could win... I knew Nevada would prove them wrong. The senator's win ensures a vice presidential tie-breaking vote. Republicans are now mobilizing in Georgia to prevent a 51-49 to Democratic majority. Georgia Republican Governor Brian Kemp is said to be devoting his campaign machine that he used to defeat Stacey Abrams to GOP candidate Herschel Walker to prevent an even more solid Democratic Senate edge. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Six people were killed when two planes collided at the wings over Dallas World War II air show Saturday afternoon. The National Transportation Safety Board held a news conference following the accident. Fox's Nate Foy has more. They say they are in the beginning of a very long process in terms of their investigation. A single pilot P-63 King Cobra crashes into a B-17 bomber. You see the planes break apart. Then the B-17 explodes into a fireball when it hits the ground. We are learning just now in the past 20 minutes, it's now confirmed that five people were on board the B-17. One person in the smaller plane there, the single pilot on the P-63. Now, the air show's meant to showcase these historic military planes. Of course, the B-17 was crucial for the United States in World War II. A preliminary report from the NTSB is expected in four to six weeks. While a final report will take up to 18 months to finish. Firefighters battled a large grass fire in Harvey County Saturday afternoon. The blaze was reported before 2 p.m. and burned over 30 acres south of Harvey County West Park near Northwest 12th Street between River Park Road and Golden Prairie Road. The fire threatened structures near the park, but no damage has been reported. More than 20 fire apparatuses worked on the fire with assistance from McPherson, Reno and Sedgwick County. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Five people were injured in a two-car crash in Butler County Sunday afternoon when a driver failed to yield on Highway 254. That driver, a 25-25-year-old man from Andover, suffered minor injuries. The driver of the second car, a 55-year-old Wichita man, was hospitalized with serious injuries. A 48-year-old woman from Wichita was also hospitalized with serious injuries. Two teens from Wichita suffered minor injuries. The Kansas Department of Health and Environment has rescinded a boil water advisory for the City of May's public water supply system.
KDHE officials say an electrical interruption and mechanical failure caused a loss of water pressure, which may have put the system at risk for bacterial contamination. The advisory was rescinded Sunday. A Wichita man has been charged with more than four counts after the uh, death of a one-year-old boy. Jordan Lean was booked booked on multiple counts, including first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated child endangerment, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a probation violation connected to the death of a child after an incident at the Heritage Inn on South Broadway July 3rd. Police have not released the child's name or the cause of death. After visiting Cambodia, President Biden is in Indonesia, where he will meet with the president of China, as well as Indonesia's president, Fox's Jackie Heinrich reports from Bali. President Biden touched down in Indonesia ahead of a pivotal meeting with the country's greatest military and economic rival. But he goes in buoyed by better than expected midterm performance from his party. The White House is setting low expectations for Biden's first meeting with his Chinese counterpart as president, striking out deliverables and framing goals around managing a contentious relationship after Xi tightened his grip on power with an unprecedented third term. And also Biden's critics have pushed for a hard line with President Xi. In Cambodia, Biden called out Beijing's grab for regional dominance without naming names, offering a full-throated commitment to Southeast Asian nations. The president's last summit after the week-long tour will be the meeting of the G20 leaders to talk glacial economics and to ramp up pressure on Russian President Putin, who will not be in attendance. KNSS News Time now, 6.05, five minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS, 610 here on a Monday morning, 10 minutes past 6 o'clock. Turkey's interior minister says police have arrested a suspect who is believed to have planted the bomb that exploded on a bustling pedestrian avenue in Istanbul. He says initial findings indicate that Kurdish militants were responsible for the attack. Six people were killed, dozens wounded in Sunday's explosion on a popular thoroughfare lined with shops and restaurants. A memorial honoring the victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting is now open to the public. There wasn't any fanfare for Sunday's opening of the Sandy Hook Memorial, keeping with the solemn approach to honoring the victims of the 2012 elementary school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut, that took the lives of 21st graders and six educators. The memorial, just feet from the new Sandy Hook Elementary School, highlighted by a man-made water feature with a sycamore tree sprouting from an island in the middle. The 26 names of the victims engraved in the top of a stone wall supporting the pool. Families of those killed were given a private tour of the facility Saturday, December 14th, will mark 10 years since the Sandy Hook tragedy. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Law enforcement in Georgia have busted a dogfighting operation. Numerous dogs rescued from a Georgia home last week after authorities discovered a dogfighting ring. 55-year-old Vincent Lamarck Burrell under arrest and likely facing over 100 charges. Law enforcement saying 106 dogs were found tied to various objects with large and heavy logging chains and thick collars at a Dallas, Georgia home. Several dogs were found emaciated after being left outside with no shelter for days. All the dogs were placed in rehab facilities. Paul Stevens. Fox News. KNSS News time now, 611, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Traffic this morning, well, we've got uh, 
already got something out there. We've got a stalled out vehicle eastbound on Kellogg, and it's it's directly under Woodlawn. It's it's actually in the, the little tunnel there, right under the the Woodlawn Bridge, and. You know, I, I know everybody's got their headlights on at this point in time, but uh, if you didn't, you might not be able to see it. It's it's right there in that uh, shadow underneath the underneath the roadway there. So be careful, especially as the traffic volumes not heavy right now, but as they pick up, you could see a slowdown around that. Again, that's a stalled out vehicle directly under the Woodlawn Bridge on eastbound Kellogg. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers, and now look at the forecast here on this Monday morning. With KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure is moving into the southern plains. We are on the northern and colder side of that. Areas of rain will increase, transitioning to snow by this afternoon and tonight. Our high near 40. Occasional snow through mid-evening. We could see anywhere from 1 to 2 inches across south-central Kansas. Our low 23. Sunny and 40 on Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now mostly cloudy, 38 degrees. We have a southeast wind at 9 miles per hour. Today is Monday, November 14th, 2022. Uh, we had a sunny day across south-central Kansas Sunday, in case you didn't get out and didn't know. Wichita's high temperature was 50 degrees. Normal high for the date, 58. So, uh, yeah, not a bad day yesterday. Shelly and I were outside in the afternoon. I took a walk in the morning. I about froze my, my toes off. But uh, in the afternoon, it was pretty nice. Yeah. On this date in 1970, a chartered Southern Airways DC-9 crashed while trying to land in West Virginia, killing all 75 on board, including the Marshall University football team and its coaching staff. That was the Marshall crash. crash yep. Came right at six weeks after the WSU football plane crash on October 2nd, 1970. And again, this was in November 14th. So, hmm. two big crashes in the space just just a few weeks uh, involving football football teams. Uh, heading into this year's midterms, voting rights groups were worried that restrictions in Republican leaning states triggered by false claims about the 2020 election might jeopardize access to the ballot box for many voters. But those worries didn't appear to come true. There have been no widespread reports of voters being turned away at the polls. And turnout, while down from the last midterm cycle four years ago, appeared robust in Georgia, a state with hotly competitive contests for governor and U.S. Senate. So the election seems to go out, have gone off without a hitch so far. Uh, anybody complaining about anything? Now looking at wreckage, interviewing witnesses, viewing video, and checking the history and maintenance of the aircraft and pilot training, investigators will be looking at those things and more as they seek the cause of a mid-air crash of two historic military planes. That collision Saturday, we told you about in our news a minute ago, the Dallas Air Show left six people dead. A big question investigators hope to answer is why the aircraft ended up in the same space just before impact. Several videos posted on social media showed the fighter plane flying into the bomber. Officials say there were no injuries on the ground. Now, vintage aircraft, we've got one... We've got Doc out here at Intergate yeah, uh, and Doc. Eisenhower, and they take it up now and then, but uh, nothing so far as far as uh, accidents anything like that. More than three decades after the catastrophe that claimed the lives of a school teacher and six other people, a large portion of the damaged space shuttle Challenger has been discovered buried in sand at the bottom of the Atlantic. NASA's Kennedy Space Center revealed the discovery Thursday. 
NASA manager Michael Cianelli said it is one of the largest pieces of the Challenger recovered in the decades following the crash. The crash was in January 28th, 1986, and the first piece to be found since two fragments of the left wing washed ashore, and that was back in 1986. So still, still finding fragments on the ocean floor. Okay, if you're looking for airline tickets or a hotel room around the holidays, you'll probably pay more than you did last time you traveled over Thanksgiving or Christmas. Part of the reason is that airlines are still operating fewer flights than in 2019, even though passenger numbers are nearly back to pre-pandemic levels. That's squeezing the supply of seats. Hotels are charging more to cover high labor costs. Rates for rental cars aren't as crazy as they were during much of 2021, although supplies could be tight in some cities. U.S. consumers are facing the highest inflation in 40 years, but that's not preventing them from traveling. Apparently, we are going to hit the road and hit the air to do a little traveling over the holidays. I and myself don't plan to go anywhere this year. Uh, for years and years and years, my wife and I would go and visit my in-laws, her, her family in Texas, but uh, haven't done that for a few years. And don't anticipate leaving town or going anywhere this year. I'm at 617 now, Stephen Ted, the morning here on KNSS, and uh, time for leadoff sports. Jad Chambers on the sports desk this morning, Jad. Take it away. Yes, and uh, well, if you're like me and a, or a fan of the Wichita Thunder, that was a good week, or a good weekend anyway. The Thunder winning on Friday in overtime at Tulsa. They went in overtime again on Saturday night, so, you know, some extra hockey for everybody there. And then yesterday at Interest Bank Arena, uh, Interest Bank Arena they get the win 5-2 to two over Kansas City on Sunday afternoon. Thunder's winning streak, four games now. They've won six of their last seven. Kind of a hot streak for the Thunder there. Uh, they're off until Sunday, November 20th, when they host the Kansas City Mavericks. Some good stuff for Wichita Thunder fans out there. Uh, let's go over to the NFL. Of course, the Chiefs in action yesterday uh, was a... Was an interesting start to the game. We'll put it this way: here, uh, here's the uh, very first play of the game, uh, courtesy of Chiefs Radio Network. <laughs> it, this is this is how it all started. Isaiah Pacheco, fifth in the NFL in kickoff returns, set back to take this kick from Riley Patterson, and now they're going to onside kick it. The Jags onside kick, and looks like they have the football. But the Jags. On an onside kick, shot Kansas City to start the game. Yeah, pretty unexpected there as far as uh, things go. So <laughs> they they get the ball to start the game, but basically it's turned right over to Jacksonville. Uh, they managed to fight back from that and uh, got a pretty comfortable lead fairly early on. Uh, in fact, they got the 27-17 victory pretty easily for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it did come at a cost. Here's the play uh, on the Chiefs radio network a little later in the game. In the pocket, Mahomes under pressure, dumps it over the minute, caught now, broken up. As a flag will be thrown on the play, and Juju Smith-Schuster is injured. He took a shot. This may be a personal foul penalty on the Jaguars, takes a shot to the head, and this does not look good for Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster takes a helmet-to-helmet hit from the safety Andre Sisco. So Smith Schuster in the concussion protocol. We'll have to see how he's doing. Uh, haven't had much word on uh, him yet, but uh, yeah, Kansas City got that 27-17 victory. 
after the game, they talked to uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes about the uh, injury to Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, I don't think there was like any ill intent from the player. I mean, he's just trying to knock the ball loose and, and do stuff like that. But uh, obviously, there was some helmet-to-helmet contact, and um, we, we want to get that out of the league as much as possible to keep the, for player safety. So if we can review that and kind of make it to where there can be some type of penalty or something, uh, I mean, obviously, you want to get that stuff out of the league as much as possible. Yeah, there it is. But, yeah, a, way, a victory for the Kansas City Chiefs, 27-17 over Jacksonville. Official has to throw the flag. Yeah, yeah, does. Chiefs next in action on Sunday in California facing the Chargers. Yeah. Monday Night Football features the Commanders and the Eagles in an NFC East showdown. Here's Fox's Eric Messersmith. With more. At 8 0, Philadelphia is the only remaining unbeaten team in the NFL and the clear favor to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. With quarterback Jalen Hurts emerging as a multi threat star this season, the Eagles are averaging 28 points per game, which ranks second in the league, and Philly is in the top 10 in both rushing and passing yards per game. The defense ain't bad either, giving up just 17 points a game, which is fourth best in the NFL. The Eagles already beat the Commanders once this season, winning 24 8 in Washington in week three. It's been a tumultuous season in D.C. with all of the controversy that's been swirling around team owner Dan Snyder. Despite that, the commanders have been competitive, posting a 4-5 and five record, and last week coming up just short in a game against the one-loss Vikings. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. At 6.30, pregame start tonight, Monday Night Football, the commanders in Philadelphia, over on 98.7 and 13th, or sorry, that's right here. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS over on KFH tonight. We've got the WSU Coaches Shows. Uh, the WSU Coaches Show with basketball head coach Isaac Brown at 6 o'clock. That's followed at 7 by the Coaches Show with women's basketball head coach Keith Adams. And at 8 o'clock, the WSU Coaches Show with volleyball head coach Chris Slam. Those are all over on KFH. And that's sports on Steve and Ted in the morning. 621 now. Keep it up for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. What to do when youth sports gets out of hand. That's coming up. Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning. Steve McIntosh here. It's uh, 630 on this Monday morning. A Wichita man has been charged more than four months after the death of a one-year-old boy. Jordan Lean was booked on multiple counts, including first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated child endangerment, possession of drug paraphernalia, and a probation violation connected to the death of a child after an incident at the Heritage Inn on South Broadway July 3rd. The police have not released the child's name or cause of death. Wednesday's meeting of the Sedgwick County Commission will be the first in the downtown Ruffin Building Auditorium. The county has moved several offices to the new downtown location to make way for more courtroom space at the county courthouse. Some of the highlights of Wednesday's meeting include a proposed amendment that would change the composition of the county's 1st District Citizens Advisory Board. The commission will also discuss a resolution to authorize the sale of $2.57 million in general obligation bonds in December the funds would pay for street paving in two developments and four bridge projects. They will also discuss the holiday schedule for 2023. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Ukrainians in the city, Kershan, are telling the world what life was like under months of Russian occupation. 
President Vladimir Zelensky says more than 400 war crimes have been uncovered in areas of Kherson, recently abandoned by Russian forces. Moscow denies the claims Russia had been in control of the key southern city for the past eight months. Fox's Jackie Ibanez, Russian forces still hold the majority of the surrounding area, but top Kremlin military, Kremlin military leadership deemed the actual city of Kherson too costly to hold and resupply. A unique world record is set thanks to a community in a small Oklahoma town. Over the last week, the folks in Venita, Oklahoma, came to the Highway Cafe not just for the food, but to take part in a once-in-a-lifetime event. About 100 people took turns working around the clock for about a week to place 60,066 half-inch stickers on a 1963 Rambler to set a new Guinness World's record for the car with the most stickers attached. Beth Hilburn owns the cafe and says setting the mark is really cool. Super exciting. As a kid, you always wanted to do that. Heath Hughes personally applied about 4,000 stickers. A lot of stickers. Blown away. It turned out way better than I expected it to. The stickers formed a design to promote local businesses along Route 66. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Now let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. I beg your pardon. I'll take a look at the forecast. <laughs> Winter weather advisory today, 80% chance for rain and snow and a high today of 39 degrees. Right now, mostly cloudy and 38. Uh, say, today is uh, Monday. November 14th, and uh, yeah, we've got, what have I got, 10, about 10 days, so 10 days till Thanksgiving, it's on yeah, the 24th. It's, it's getting pretty close. So, yeah, it's coming around. <laughs> it's on a Thursday. I checked my calendar yesterday but, uh, to see when my birthday is this year, and it's on a Saturday. That means that it's exactly three weeks before Christmas, there, and that means that Christmas is going to be on a Saturday this year. Oh. So we won't get a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll already have had our day off. How about that? All right. All right. November 14th, on this date in 1972, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above the 1,000 level for the first time, ending the day at 1,003.16. 1972, 1,003. Friday's close on the Dow, just over 33,700. So that's that's where the Dow's gone. That average has gone in the past month, how many, what is that, 50 years? Yeah. Or is it 60 years? <laughs> That's a long time. All right. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. Ah, man. Okay. Uh, a once a luxurious Miami Beach hotel that hosted the Beatles and President John F. Kennedy during his 1960s heyday uh, has been imploded. The 17-story Duvel Hotel was felled with a, uh, with a series of controlled blasts that caused it to collapse, sending up a big cloud of dust. The Dovell was uh, built in 1957 and in 1961. Kennedy spoke there to the Young Democrats Convention. The Beatles played the Dovell in uh, 1964 when they recorded six songs for The Ed Sullivan Show. Other celebrities like Frank Sinatra, Tom Jones, Sammy Davis Jr. also performed there. The property fell into disrepair over the years and was closed in 2017 uh-huh. after an electrical fire. That's the Deauville. In Deauville. Hotel. Deauville, yeah. Let's see what else is going on here this morning. Uh, uh, animal shelters uh, say they've, uh, they're have they filled to capacity in part because families can no longer afford to take care of their pets. Craig Cummings of the Casper Humane Society says his 
Shelter gets calls on a daily basis from people who can't afford to keep their pets or are being forced to move. The APSCA um, estimates that it costs nearly $1,400 a year to take care of a dog and $1,150 to own a cat. And and the food doesn't take much of that, but then you got to go to the vet. You're supposed to go to a vet once a year at least to take care of your dog, get them, you know, make sure they're up to date. So I didn't know it was that expensive. Well, 14, yeah, it's expensive. Year. It's, yeah. It's, you have to think about it. And, yeah. But an interesting uh, situation. I'll tell you, Chicago, every weekend, something's coming out of Chicago regarding guns and gun violence. It's a city that uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. I think the courts are kind of out of control and they're, they're not putting people behind bars or something. But, boy, that's a lot of violence in Chicago. But this, here's one story. A grocery store clerk and a robbery suspect both killed during an attempted robbery in Chicago Friday. Police say the suspect, 24-year-old Nicholas Williams, was trying to rob the store with a handgun when the clerk, 63-year-old Ali Hassan, pulled a gun from his waistband and fired. Hassan was shot in the chest and back, while Williams was shot in the chest and collapsed after flying, trying to flee the store. So... A clerk at a, at a store and and uh, a bandit get into a gunfight and they wow. both they both lose. Yeah, they both lost. Mm. All right, that's tough. And I know it's. Uh, I've always felt like these people who have small businesses, you, you know, can be a pretty risky business now and then. Six thirty-seven now. Stephen Ted. Um, uh, pretty good night last night. Shelly, my Saint Shelly made some chili yesterday. Oh wow. And it was dynamite. And Good stuff. A story to tell about that coming up here in a few <laughs> minutes about going and finding the chili. One hour from now, we'll talk with uh, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple. Mondays with the Mayor with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Coming up on 638 now, Steve and Ted in the morning. And it's time for our KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Jad. The strength of the grain and the soy complex was too much Friday for our cattle complex as it was hit with large losses. February live cattle had their lowest trade in 17 sessions, while the January and March feeder cattle had their lowest trade in 8 sessions. Lean hogs traded in closed mix with the largest losses in the nearby contracts. Friday's close sold December live cattle, $1.55 lower, $151.52. January feeders down $3.12 at $178.57. And December lean hogs, $0.52 cents lowered, $84.35. Now, last week ended positive for our grain and our soybean complexes on news of China easing their COVID zero-tolerance policy. Now, there were also rumors of China buying soybeans on Friday. And last week, December Casey wheat lost a dime. December corn lost $0.23. Cents in January soybeans lost 12 cents for the week. Now today President Biden is meeting with China's president and Russia is yet to renew the export corridor in the Black Sea as they want more um, excuse me uh, concessions lifted. At the moment, we're looking at December Kansas City wheat four and a quarter cents higher at nine forty seven and three quarters. December corn three and a quarter lower at six fifty four and three quarters. In January beans down eight cents at fourteen forty two and a quarter. December crude oil trading a dollar thirteen lower at eighty seven eighty three. December gold down nine dollars at seventeen hundred sixty dollars and forty cents. December S and P twelve and a quarter dollars. 
12 and a quarter points lower at 3,988 even, with December Dow Jones futures 88 points higher at 107.04, and December Dow Jones futures 62 points lower at 33,701. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tommy, it would appear we're going to, over the next couple of days, get a, a pretty good blast of winter-like weather. Uh, here in, in Wichita, of course, you over there in Butler County. Is there anything that uh, uh, farmers are doing right now special with the with the cold weather coming in? Well, they're just like everybody else. Anything that's got, you know, water outside has got to be winterized and gotten ready, you know, even the equipment too, making sure everything's ready, you know, for the livestock to be able to handle this kind of weather out there. Hopefully most of them's got, you know, their harvesting done, so that's out of the way. But, uh, it, you know, there's always problems, whether, you know, you're on a farm or, or you're running the county or city highways. There's always problems when winter weather hits, especially the first blast. I'm not sure how, how serious it's going to be, at least in our area. But uh, we're hearing anywhere from, you know, one to two inches possible here in the Wichita area. And it's, that's, that's not a whole lot of snow, but it'll be enough, I'm sure, if we, if we get it this afternoon. To disrupt our afternoon commuters, because like you say, we don't get to see that snow and, uh, and ice very often. If it's slick out there, people have to relearn how to drive again one, one more time. That's exactly right, and that is a problem. All right, sir, we've only got uh, about 10 days till Thanksgiving, so you better make your list of what you're thankful for there, okay? Okay, I'll work on that, <laughs> We're going to work on that, Okay. Thank you, Tom. It's uh, 640 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And coming up, we've got Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, moving to another state. Consider this. Don's on the way. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, Steve, at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. 6.45 here on this Monday morning. Three big things. Football, Kansas City 27, Jacksonville 17. Two. Six people dead after vintage aircraft collide at Dallas Air Show. One. After midterms, Democrats control Senate. House control still not set. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Got a call just a little bit ago from traffic tracker Allen. Allen was saying that uh, westbound Kellogg at the Central Business District, we have a stalled-out vehicle. 
He said it's off to the side of the road. It's off on the shoulder, but he said it's not very far off the road. Be careful around that. Again, that's westbound Kellogg at the Central Business District. And thanks again to Traffic Tracker Allen. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Winter weather advisory today. We have an 80% chance for rain and snow today with a high of 39 degrees. Yesterday's high was 50. Uh, Less than an inch accumulation expected today. Cold with a 60% chance for rain and snow tonight. The overnight low, 23. It's going to be really getting cold tonight. Less than an inch of accumulation expected overnight. Then for Tuesday, sunny with a high of 40 degrees. Now mostly cloudy, 38 degrees, and we have a southeast wind at 9 miles per hour. Shop local this holiday season for the whiskey lover in your life. Gift cards, apparel, and glassware available for all of your gift-giving needs at 579 West Douglas in historic Delano, the Monarch. That's right, the Monarch in Delano. A positive close on Wall Street Friday. The major averages finishing higher for the day and week as investors remained hopeful that slowing inflation will encourage the Fed to back off its campaign of aggressive interest rate hikes. In Bitcoin's price falling below $17,000 following news that embattled cryptocurrency exchange FTX filed for bankruptcy protection and Walgreens Boots Alliance, one of the Dow's big winners, on an upgrade from Deutsche Bank. The firm said it's increasingly confident in Walgreens' strategy to transition to a healthcare services company. Company. The Dow winners, Goldman Sachs, Nike, and Chevron. The Dow decliners, United Health Group, Amgen, and Johnson & Johnson. The Dow rising 32 points, the Nasdaq up 209, S&P 500 up 37. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. All right, moving to another state. Well, here's something to think about. Consider this. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker's with us this morning. Don? Good morning. I love me some Wichita. But it sure would be nice to wake up to a trout stream on Colorado's western slope or perhaps fresh sea air of the Atlantic coast. But there's a lot to consider when moving to another state. Taxes, laws, amenities, and climate may be the primary reasons to move, but we must learn as much as we can to make a prudent decision before moving out of state. Will you become a resident or just have a domicile in the new locale? You could have multiple residences in multiple states, but just one domicile. To change that, do what you can now to show your intention to domicile there. Spend at least six months a year there. Change your driver's license and vote there. Sell your residence in another state or at least retract claiming a homestead exemption there. Research the new residence inheritance tax rules. We currently have a federal estate tax exemption that is generous for most Americans. That's north of $12 million for each spouse. Oregon's exemption is just $1 million. Washington State is $2.2 million. If the state you move to becomes your domicile, you'll really need to review how much of your estate will be taxed when you're gone. Research how your income is taxed in your new state. For example, Illinois taxes all net income if you are a resident and the Illinois-sourced income of a non-resident. For estate planning, where is your valuable property located? The legal term is CITUS. You may have a valuable art collection that is California CITUS. 
if you have multiple residences, your estate may benefit from you stating where your property is permanently sitest. (laughs) That's generally where your trust is being administered. A state may argue that they can tax it. It can get complicated. So if you have wealth that is to be taxed, work with your tax attorney to craft a trust that best covers your residency and your domicile. That may require an irrevocable trust that is administered by a tax-free state like Nevada or Florida. And, of course, if you have any questions, give me a call, number 634-2222. Just ask for me, Don Grant. Thank you, Don. You know, just talking about moving, it uh, it generated a couple of memories for me. Uh, When I was a kid, uh, I know that uh, Ted, I don't think Ted moved had to move, go to another city or another state as a kid. Did you ever have to move, Jad? Or? As a kid? No, yeah. huh? Yeah, well, we moved a couple of times, and uh, that was, you know, coming into school, a new school at midterm, right after Christmas oh, or something. Oh, man. Yeah, I, that was very traumatic for me. I, you know, here's this kid, you know, I'm, nobody knows me, and the teacher says, class, I'd like to introduce our new student, Stephen, you know. and it was, Oh, man. Everybody turns around and gives you that look like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> I had that happen a couple of times, and I think it traumatized me forever. I <laughs> I don't like to move anymore. But then the two of my brothers moved. They're out of the state. And, and uh, you know, and then my son lived outside the country. Well, some of us like to stay close to home. But for the past, well, since I turned 11 or 12 years old, I've been in Wichita. So here yeah. we are, hometown boys. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I moved not too long ago. I used to live in a... House down in South Wichita. And I moved mm. to an apartment over here on the east side, pretty close to you know work now. So I'm a, I'm just sensitive to those the kids when their families have to move like that. I, yeah, I can't even imagine as a kid having to move. Ugh. Yeah, and people in this, especially in Wichita, Station of McConnell or whatnot, uh, and have been there. I mean, the military families. Move oh yeah, a lot. All right, today is National Seatbelt Day. Probably a good call because. Uh, yeah, we could have some weather uh, today that will may cause some driving conditions this afternoon. I don't think we don't see anything yet, do we, Jad? Uh, no, I not really, so. not no. yet. Just a reminder: as the holidays approach, we are encouraged to buckle up to save our lives. No matter where you sit in a vehicle, wearing a seatbelt is proven to save lives. Just over ninety percent of Americans buckle up. Ninety percent—that's not bad. Saving an estimated fifteen thousand lives each year. However. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 47% of passenger fatalities in 2017 were non-restrained. Half. Half of them. Now, uh, from what we have uh, seen over the years, just uh, working mostly with the Kansas Highway Patrol's uh, crash log and and what they keep track of, from what we've seen over the years, uh, it doesn't mean you can have a restraint on and you can still get killed in an accident. However, there are times when uh, a seatbelt would have saved somebody's life, yeah, just like that if they had been if they had been buckled in properly. So, I don't take it lightly. I, you know, several years ago, got in the habit, and uh, you know, I, I never, never forget. Of course, now today's uh, today's modern automobile, of course, you just have these little warning sensors in the dash that beep and tell you, hey, you need to buckle up. So. We encourage, I, I encourage people to buck up. I don't know about Jad, but I encourage people. Oh, yeah, to, absolutely. You know, one of the most effective uh, exhibits I think I've ever seen is a, is that Highway Patrol um, crash car that's on a big old arm out there, and they turn it over and show you what happens when a car rolls over and what they put dummies in it and watch them fly out the windows. Have you seen that, Jad? Yeah, I've seen uh, it. That's pretty effective. 
It it really is. Get your attention. <laughs> Something else that's effective to me, and it's you know, has to do with this job, is just looking at the the reports that come in from, you know, overnight reports, weekend reports, whatever it is on the on the crashes here in Kansas. And if you, you know, happen to look and see one with a fatality, how many times I've looked on that one and saw the little area where they have wearing seatbelt, yes, no, check marked, and ugh. Highway Patrol keeps track of that on any. I mean, yes, they do, and yes, it's, no. And we did have an accident earlier this morning out on the east side on, near Rock Road on the Turnpike, and that car was. Our vehicle was overturned, but uh, I think they had to actually pull somebody out of the wreckage on that one. So they may have been buckled in. Yeah. But they were they're in serious condition, possibly. Maybe the seatbelt. That's speculation. That they had it on and it saved their life. Who knows? All right. It's uh, 6.55, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up 7 o'clock, top of the hour news this morning with Steve and Ted. Balance of power in Congress coming into focus a little better today. We have the story. That's coming up, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Fortis Advisors is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 